Now on to our listeners. T3 understands what took place. The night you started listening to wrestling podcasts, you got down on your knees, put your little hands together and said a prayer and it sounded like this. Oh dear God, you see my name's Billy and I just love wrestling podcasts, but there's just one problem. They all absolutely suck. And then at that point, Billy, your house started to shake, the heavens opened up, and God himself spoke to you and said, Bob, but my name's really, it doesn't matter what your name is. You are absolutely right. They do suck. But there is one thing and one thing only that you can do. You must go find the show that is simply electrifying. You must go find Take Two Takedown. Oh, but God, anybody but take... Know your role and shut your mouth. And then as fear went through your body, tears went down your cheek and piss rolled down your leg. Your house started to shake, the clouds parted and the heavens opened. And what seemed like millions and millions of voices said to you in unison, Jabroni, if you smell what T3 is cooking... Takedown, episode 78, John and Craig here, on the mic, dropping bottles, we're here. We're here. We are excited because we have something new to talk about this week, because something new came out of the wrestling world, because we definitely don't want to talk about WWE. Uh, WWE, <laughs> with Raw and SmackDown this week, you think they would come out swinging. You would AEW, think that, wouldn't you? But they just phoned it in. SmackDown was all right. SmackDown was all right. Raw just was a complete fo- Do you realize, <laughs> do you realize, Yes. Mm-hmm. pretty much the first hour of Raw, mm-hmm. no wrestling. No wrestling. Occurred. No wrestling None. whatsoever. None. No wrestling. For about 52 minutes, no wrestling. Oh, it was awful. Um, yeah, and then uh, what do you think of Brock Party? Bro- <laughs> the Brock Party. He's cool because we're in a hoodie and he's listening to music. And on it, his I mean, there's box. a boom box that says Brock Party on his sleeveless sweatshirt. Um, but the Brock Party came out. I, it, it, so. Well, for, hold on. First of all, welcome. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, we have a lot to get off our chest this week. A lot of things to discuss. Uh, you could also follow us on the Twitter at Take Two Takedown. Uh, don't forget to email us. We love it when people teabag our teabag. Uh, triple T bag at gmail.com, or you can call us 434 602 1931. And this week, John, we got a voicemail. <laughs> the Take Two entire podcast network has one phone number. It's the phone number we give out every week. And it's not like Take Two Takedown has our own. Not Spotlight. Nope, not Spotlight. Not the regular show. Nope. Not Realm. Nope. Not anything else. Tony nope. may be streaming. Nope. Nope. It was the wrestling it show. It was the wrestling show. Got the voicemail. So first of all, we want to say thank you to Shy. Thank you, Shy. Uh, we're glad that you would listen to us. We're glad that you appreciate the fact that Nicolas Cage is an amazing actor. I disagree. And needs to be in a wrestling movie. I disagree. 100%. I and, disagree. And his idea... Well, first, here's the voicemail. Listen to the voicemail first. Hey, guys. It is Shy from the Friday Night Movie Podcast calling, and I was listening to the Money in the Bank recap episode, and I just want to say I 100% side with Craig on Gone at 60 Seconds being amazing. Nick Cage absolutely should do a wrestling movie. I suggested on Twitter perhaps he should wrestle Doink the Clown. 
Maybe he should actually play Doink the Clown in a sort of meta story. Whatever it is, Nicolas Cage wrestling movie must happen. Love your show. Love the Take Two podcast. Love everything you guys are doing. Keep it up. Can't wait to see you soon. Bye-bye. See? An amazing voicemail from an amazing person. And his idea of being in a movie about Doink the Clown starring Nicolas Cage is an amazing idea. I I still... (laughs) So... Doink the Clown, like, if you know the wrestler behind it, he's just, like, a decent guy kind of thing. Right, just like Nicolas Cage. But Nicolas Cage in anything is awful. <laughs> um, excuse me. He is an amazing person. As he already mentioned, as I mentioned, Gone in 60 Seconds, amazing movie. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, amazing movie. Raising Arizona. Amazing movie. That was his best piece of work, by the way, I'm Raising s- Arizona. No. I would... <laughs> Con, Con Air. Con Air. Is an amazing movie. No. With him no. and his southern accent. What was it? Firebirds, where he was a helicopter pilot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my favorite line from that is, Strawberry Gum. <laughs> See? That's it. There's so many. I face try. Off? He was I, so oh, good in Face Off. was so awful. Was so, when, he, I try. when he sticks his tongue out and tells the girl to suck on his tongue. I try to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's in so many damn movies. Mm-hmm. And he's awful. And he's amazing in all of them. But we'll discuss that on our future spinoff, CageCast. But anyway. Ooh, I like CageCast. <laughs> CageCast. But let's get into wrestling. All right. So, like we already said, mm-hmm. the first hour of the show, no wrestling. No wrestling on Raw whatsoever. It's all Brock coming out and Brock trying to show us this new comedic side? I guess. Is that what that was? I mean, it appeared what happened from what you can, you know, grasp is when he came out with the money in the bank last week, he just randomly decided to like put it up on his shoulders and listen to his own entrance music like as if he was listening to a boombox. Right, and then he said, let's they, run with that. They took that to a whole other level. <laughs> Look at Brock. He's hilarious. Put that up there. So, um, yeah, so we got the Brock party this yeah, week. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I like the fact that Rollins just was like, screw this, and walks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was how I would have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and then him not realizing that you have a whole year to just cash in. Yeah, that... He's had it cashed in on him. Right, exactly. Many, 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 many days after. Like, Seth Rollins made it to, like, 200-some days before he ended up cashing in. Just don't get it. No, no. Now, do you feel that there were uh, people on the show, Rollins being included, because I kind of got this vibe, whether he was trying to do it or not, but that there were people on WWE Raw show realized how bad this was going, saw what happened over the weekend with AEW, and was like, "What? What are we doing? Like, we're we're not even trying as a show. Yeah, it's awful to come up strong to prove why we are the big dog. Well, they're the only thing for the longest time. Exactly. And now I don't even know, like, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm taking Triple H out of the mix. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think Vince, because he's all hands in, mm-hmm. I think Vince is literally just like, we're too big to fail. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think Vince forgets his roots where he took all these little, you know, local factions and made them into one big company. And that's what made him who he is. Right, right. Now you look at all the little factions coming back and saying, hey, look, we've got some com- uh, competition for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just showed it on Double or Nothing. Yes. Uh, you know. You better watch out, and he's kind of like, nah, I'm, I'm too good for this. I mean, I'm not saying that he had to, because he had no reason that he had to. But I think we can both 100% agree there's no way he watched a double or nothing. Like, now, at all. To see, which is something one should do, 
is watch your competition to see what sort of level you should be at. Well, like, AEW is obviously watching WWE yes. and saying, hey, look, this is where they're really screwing up. Let's put some creative in it. Let's get some characters in it. Let's mm-hmm. get a, a story in the ring. Like, we're going to talk the AEW matches because mm-hmm. we have to. But, um, I mean, just like everybody's the the Rhodes match. Yes. They're mm-hmm. all talking about it as like, hey, this is like your 1980s. Yes, we had some crimson masks. Yes, we had some blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was, they told the story in the ring. Exactly. And exactly. we don't have that anymore no. in WWE. I mean, because you had... Very, you you know, you had build up. You knew that Dustin and Cody were going against each other. Like that, it's not like that was a secret. But there wasn't a whole bunch of promos. They don't have weekly TV leading up to it that you were like, "This is why it's happening." They did like one or two vignettes. Then they told the story in the ring to the point where they got to the whole conclusion of the after match and everything. Like you said, it's an entire story in a match, like it's supposed to be most of the time. Right. <sighs> Anyway, let's get back to non-storytelling. Uh, do you remember um, how there was an electric chair in the middle of the ring? Do you really want to bring that up? <laughs> okay, so we had the Brock party. Yes. Then, meh, wrestling occurred. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Anything you want to talk about? Any uh, I mean, uh, we had uh, R-Truth lose the 24-7 belt to Elias and then gain it back at the end of the night. Well, that's because Roman Reigns beat down Elias and threw, Ro- <laughs> and threw R-Truth, R-Truth on, on it. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm okay with that. I like it. It's I, good enough. Out of the two, as much as I like Elias, I think our truth is just funnier to have it. What do you think of Shane? Is he oversaturating? <sighs> I I mean, I think with the fact that uh, Triple H and Stephanie have not been on, like they're instead of sort of being a couple of McMahons, it's just Shane over and over and over again, and he's going on both shows. He's on pay per views. He's showing up. Why, Multiple times a show. Why do you feel we need all this bleed over in Raw and SmackDown? We don't. I, I get <laughs> that maybe they're trying to build a continuity and get their viewers ready for when they have to do that with the Fox deal. Right. But I just, like, you have Shane on one show promoting what he did on SmackDown, and then you have Shane on SmackDown promoting what he did on Raw, mm-hmm. and then the next week we're going to go back to it, and I just... And then this wild car rule. Oh my god! Just throw it out the window and yeah. just be like, "Hey, all the talent can be on any show they want." Well, the the problem that's going to uh, irk me the most is that they're doing this bleed over, and then come later in the year when they have Survivor Series, it's the one day a year <laughs> where the two companies go head to head. Exactly, and they're going to promote that there's different factions within there. There's the SmackDown and the Raw team, and there's not anymore. If you want to do that, do that, and that's fine. I would be fine. I would be much better if they had, like, the champion... Like, Survivor Series turned into the champions fight each other, Mm -hmm. and then... Then you have literally two factions, one on Raw, one on SmackDown, mm-hmm. like the Nexus or the Core. Yeah. Or something like that. You yeah. know, or, you know, like the Shield or something. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, at Survivor Series, this is going to be for who's the top dog. Or exactly. Whatever. Exactly. We'll do Shield versus New Day or whatever. Something whatever. Like that. I'm, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. That's That would make more sense because then you can have this bleed over that they're having anyway and have it make sense as opposed to what they're going to do, which is what they always do. Which is two completely different shows, and SmackDown's gonna invade Raw, or Raw's gonna invade SmackDown. Be like, no, you guys are there. Well, like SmackDown invaded Raw this ev- year, so it'll so be it'll be Raw invading yeah. SmackDown this time. But they're there half the time anyway. So, <sighs> is it Becky three belts now? No, I think she. Wait, is she? Uh, she just got. 
Didn't her and Nikki Cross beat the Iconics? Yeah, but it wasn't for the belt. But it should be. It should have been. Yeah, should have been. But it wasn't for the belt. I just, it was just one of those random. I just wanted to throw that out so that I could say, Becky Lynch, I love you. Mm, Becky, three belts. Love you, Becky. Mm-hmm. So, like, would she wear the championship belt and then drape the tag teams over because her Because whoever her tag team partner is. It doesn't be. matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't even get a belt. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do we want to talk about Bailey? Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I kind of liked it. I, I liked I the fact that she had a title match. Was it a title match? It was Lacey Evans. A title match with Lacey Evans. Mm -hmm. Charlotte Flair's at the ring. Charlotte Flair does a normal heel thing where she tries to get involved, stands Mm -hmm. up. Bailey kicks out of everything, rolls uh, Lacey Evans up. Yeah. But I kind of like it. I mean, we're getting a little edge on Bailey, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is fine. And then then we have Lacey try to submarine Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte beats her off and goes, you don't disrespect the queen. I like it. I, that's good. Exactly. Exactly. They, they, You know, it was sort of a, uh, you know, the enemy of my, enemy is my friend kind of thing when her and, when Lacey and Charlotte both hated Becky. But now that that's over, it's like, no, Lacey, we're, we're not friends. Like, you yeah, don't disrespect me. You can't do I that. I just don't understand what the story or the motivation would be for Lacey to try to hit Charlotte in the back. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Charlotte was saying, you know, I'm the queen and I'm the next contender and all that. And maybe if you build up, like, Lacey was like, oh, hey, wait a minute. No, I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was no build up to that. No. No, there so. was not. I kind of took not. a little bit, like, I am really stretching to find something I like. Uh, I did enjoy the Kofi KO match uh, that came up on SmackDown. I enjoyed that. That was a good match. It was a good why, match. Why are you having KO lose clean twice now? Because they can't send him to Saudi Arabia because he doesn't want to go and due to respect for his friend Sami Zayn. So well, they why punish are you him. punishing him? Because they punish him for why? that. Why? Because that's what Vince does. But why would you cut your nose off to spite your face? Because that's what like, Vince does. KO is one of your most over stars. <laughs> yes. Why would you have him lose clean? I mean, you can have him lose. Just They had an electric chair in the middle of the ring, John. What WWE chooses to do on their TV shows... Means nothing and makes no sense to All right. anyone. All right, I've dodged the electric chair enough. That segment was horrible. Horrible. The plants in the crowd, horrible. Horrible. But the thing I had the worst problem with is it's like you could tell they were waiting for somebody to bring up AEW and then they bring it on themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like I, I'm trying to figure out the logic in did Sammy go off script? Mm-hmm. That's what I started leaning to when I first heard it. I was like, oh, no, he said AEW. Right. That's like saying a curse word. But then you got to look at the fact it, with as much control as we know that they have, would he, if he truly went off script and said another company that they don't even want to mention, like he would be punished in some way. Yeah. So the other idea is that, no, he did it on purpose because that's what it was written for him. Yeah, but I mean, if they wrote it, was that their way of like thumbing their nose at AEW? Like, we'll even mention you on our show. Mm-hmm. But the problem you have is now you're giving publicity to your competition. Exactly. Exactly. Which makes no sense to me. Um, but I'm sure AEW loved it. I, You know what? It just validates that, you know, WWE is feeling a little pressure. Exactly. Them. They've never mentioned Ring of Honor. They've never mentioned Impact. They've never mentioned New Japan. You know, even when they talk about people uh, that have come over from Japan, you know, they're like, oh, they fought overseas or something. Like, they never mention other promotions. And this is one of the first times they've done it since, like, WCW days. 
So it's like, yeah, what? I don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. now are they going to look at AEW as the WCW? And how long until billionaire Vince decides, ah, screw XFL, we'll buy AEW. We'll buy AEW. <laughs> that would be really funny. So if they I just, know, I just completely demolished XFL and decided to buy AEW instead. That would be good. That would be really good. I just, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't, I don't get anything. I don't get anything that they do on Raw and SmackDown anymore. It makes no sense to me. And then you throw in things like the Saudi Arabia show, which make no sense. They're in some weird Nexus world. Are where... you going to watch it? <sighs> I will see it. I think, like, I, I will start the show. And okay. if it holds my interest a little bit, I'll probably just watch it because I do. Right. Uh, I mean, it's the same but reason I, have... I watch Raw and SmackDown every I know they're going to be bad. I know they're being bad, and I still watch them every week. I have no desire to really watch it. Like, I, I just want to see the highlight clips. Right. Like, there's there is no match on this card that I'm like, oh, I really want to see that. Yeah. At all. And it's like, your big push for next week on Raw is The Undertaker's going to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm literally hoping for some MSG... Uh, Undertaker, where he comes out and gives some convoluted little speech <laughs> that we don't know what the hell it means. Right, right. I want mm. more of that. I want, like, just, I want literally Alzheimer Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker. Just, Makes like, no weird sense. stuff yeah. coming. I'll see you in Ireland, Goldberg. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> All right, Goldstein. <laughs> Goldstein, it's on. I'm, Me, you, Kenny Omeja, the Golden Angel. <laughs> I just that's what I want because yes. I think at least it'd be entertaining. Oh, oh good God. All right, well, <laughs> we'll talk about that show in a minute. Let's mm-hmm. talk AEW. Let's talk AEW double or nothing. Now, neither of us watched it live. Couldn't because uh, we were both in the middle of nowhere at various places. Stuff and no internet. And... Um, but we did watch it later. Um I thought, especially for being like one of their one of their first ones as AEW, I thought it was very well done. There were a lot of some production issues, but very I think, well done, I thought. I think you and I agree on what everyone else is saying. Like mm-hmm. it was a great show, a lot, a lot of good stuff in it. Yes, you got to just get past the new show jitters, yeah. new show bugs, a couple of botches here and there, but nothing huge, nothing right. major. Right, I, I don't have a problem with it, but um, I mean the matches were spectacular. Yep, mm-hmm. the talent was awesome. Yep, I mean even when when Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho missed the one spot, they went back yeah. and redid it and just they, to sell it to just us. Just to sell it to us, yeah, exactly. So, and and even you know you mentioned you know uh, um, Dustin Rhodes, you know getting cut and and having the blood. Like it was a lot of blood. Like yeah, I mean like like liters of blood. I I've heard I've heard our friends and people I've talked to is like, oh my god, that was so much blood. I don't think they needed that much blood. I'm like, you know what? They probably didn't. They probably but didn't. It happened. Yeah. So go with it. And the, and I like the fact that even it happened. It probably was a little more than they inspected because you see certain close ups, uh, uh, you know, of gold dust just. Eyes closed because there's, there's so much blood pouring he's, down. He's not gold dust. Either. I'm like I enjoyed Dustin the fact Rhodes. that during the match you had him doing some gold dust. Yeah. You know, shouts. You had uh, Cody doing some stardust. Yeah, uh, things like I, I liked that they even threw those well, in. Speaking there. Speaking of gold dust and stardust, Bret Hart. Bret Hart shows showed up. up. Diamond Dallas Page shows up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have multiple wrestlers from the WWE universe tweeting out, good luck. Yep. We're excited for you. I hope this works out. Mm-hmm. Um, how how pissed do you think Vince is that his the, talent and his legends are all selling 
I mean, Jim Ross is part of the company. Exactly. Chris exactly. Jericho is destroying WWE. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you have Moxley come out. I mean, Vince, come on, buddy. Like you, you have to acknowledge this in some way. And I, and I think the the problem is, is just like you said, he he doesn't. He thinks that it doesn't matter who's going to go over there because he's WWE. He's the He's the biggest dog. No one's going to take him down. And I don't feel that AEW wants to take WWE down. They don't. And we both listened to the Moxley on Jericho podcast where they, you know, they don't, AEW doesn't want to take down WWE. They almost want to push them to be like, no, like, be better. Well, it's, it's like, it's like any great rivalry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you always need that competition to keep you great. Exactly. It's kind of like. And I hate to do this, but when you look at the NFL, mm-hmm. people are tired of the NFL because the Patriots keep winning. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when it was the Lakers and the Bulls, yep. you, you yep. got kind of tired of it. I mean, like you like the interpersonal rivalry of like a Jordan and a Pippen and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got tired of it because it was just the same thing. Exactly. Exactly. AEW is giving us something new and it's kind of like, hey, they're knocking on Big Papa WWE's door. Mm-hmm. We're all into it because it's like, ooh, this is the first real competition we've had since WCW. Exactly. And and I think that the Double or Nothing show, from everything that we saw, everything else everybody else saw and has been talking about, they are someone to pay attention to. Like, they're someone worth watching. They're, the All their matches, like you said, were good. You... Even though people knew and had an idea that Moxley was going to show up, the way it happened, I think, was very good. The fact that they're leading into other things. You then have, and then I think the fact that you then see Moxley doing more promos that he's going to New Japan to do Juice Robinson, that he's coming to their fight fest to fight people, that he's going against Kenny Omega, you know, at their uh, all out one. Like, speaking of Kenny Omega. Mm hmm. Was he not just a huge bump sponge this whole Oh, that's match? definitely what it seemed oh like. Oh my yeah. god, he got his ass whooped. But he but he took it. He took it all like a champ. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I think all of this is coming to a head and I think it's really good on AEW because they're like, one, let's keep our relationship with New Japan. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think it's very lucrative. Yep. And two, if I send Moxley out, who's probably the most over wrestling convert right now, mm-hmm. Um, if I send him out and he's wrestling in New Japan and then he's coming back here for this show and this show, if mm-hmm. I send him out, this is all publicity for AEW because exactly. we all know now that he signed with them. Exactly. That, that, and I think that's something that uh, Vince doesn't see and has never seen because he never wants to share any of his talent. That when you let them go out and do just ra- uh, something completely random and different in a different you know market than you have, like New Japan... You'll bring people back to you. Like if they if he goes out to New Japan, there will be people that probably never watched AEW that will wa- see him on New Japan and be like, "Well, I'll check it out if that's where he that is." That was a really good match. Yeah, Let me see what else he's done exactly. because that's what we do. Right? Yeah, that's you know, what we do. <laughs> that's what we've always done. <laughs> you know, Cody introduced me to Hangman Page. Yep. I went back and watched all his old matches. I'm like, I see now. I see why he's this very is very good. This the is Young cool. Bucks. Yeah, the exactly just like the Young Bucks. So. Um, so I, I think we both liked it. I like where they're going with it, you know, with the whole, now it's, you know, uh, Cody and Dustin versus Young Bucks. What was your favorite match? I'd probably have to say the Cody-Dustin match. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Just because... I, I love it because I, it was I, so I, complete. It was. And as even though I, I knew it was coming, I'd read everything about it because we did watch it afterwards. You still, you, you got a little choked up at the end when he's like, I don't, I don't need a partner. I need my older brother. 
Yeah. To tag, like, you're like, oh, man, come on. Oh, oh that's sweet. Why you give me the feelings? Why that's you give so me the sweet. feelings? Yeah. Um, now, I mean, um, my problem with AEW is all of them had something really great about it. Like, yes. Watching the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers yep. mm-hmm. just, I mean, that was, if you're into flippy oh, eyes, that was oh, insane. that was such an amazing match. <laughs> that was insane. Um, but, like, the battle, you know who took me in the Battle Royal? Mm-hmm. Luchasaurus. I, I, see, I never even knew anything about Luchasaurus until I've I saw him I've seen one there. match with him in it. Mm-hmm. I knew of him, but I, yeah. I didn't know anything about him. I'm watching him in that. I am, like, and then finding out the AEW signed him as well. I was yeah. like, good on you, man. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I really like him. I like his shtick. I like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I loved when Jungle Boy had to bite somebody's hands. Yep, yep. That was good. That, that was, was very great. good. Um, mm-hmm. I just, it was really, like, Ty Dillinger getting thrown out by the legless guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. Anyway, uh, so I mean, like everything had a really good feel to it, it did. but I literally, I was pushed over with the uh, Jericho Mega match because it was just them beating the piss out of each other. Exactly, and then exactly. the ending with Moxley running in and submarining both of them. Mm-hmm. I just, I loved it. Yeah, I loved I, it. I, I did. I, I loved it. And the way they even did it, like you could tell that they had talked about it. That Moxley and Omega had talked about how they're going to do it, and the way you end it with him doing. A Dirty Deeds DDT on the poker chips. Yeah. You know, let's say AEW all in, dropping them onto a giant screen that says, like, it was all, like, strategically placed out. Like, we know these are clips that are going to be shown. We know these are going to be YouTube highlights. We're going to make sure that our label is on here, our brand is on here. Like, it was so well done. That, you know, you have to give it to them. You have to say they obviously planned it all out. They did a very good job. Yep. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited, excited for October too. to come around and see what happens. Exactly. So I know we both listened to it. We can mention it briefly. Moxley on Jericho and his oh. just complete burying of Vince McMahon. Now, see, I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. said, when we talked earlier, you said, oh, he completely buried WWE. Right, I, And right. I said, no, I think he more buried Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. but he left it kind of cordial because, I mean, his wife works there. Yes. His friends in the world are still exactly there. yeah and the way i heard it, it was like vince is so out of touch so <laughs> that he's just effing everything up mm-hmm. but you know he wants wwe to get better yeah and i think he kind of left it like triple h i'm not cutting on you i'm just saying once vince is gone this thing could be so much better and he's one of the ones that said like we were talking about before that aew is not here to take him down it they he knows they can do better and he wants something like aew to come up to Make them better. Be be better. Like, you should be. You are. You have the most talent in the world. Like, you should do something with it. Yeah. I, I just... But to listen to his words, it's kind of like... There's a part in the interview mm-hmm. where he's talking about where he was. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you hear... And he sounds depressed. He does. <laughs> he's talking about creative was this issue. Right. He didn't like how he, they were running. Like, he had to make jokes about his friend's cancer. And I... Like, he felt... Re- like, you could tell he was feeling miserable talking about that. Yeah, and, and talking about that last four months was just horrible. Yeah. And then he started talking about, like, this is where he's going and this is what he's doing. And you could tell he's genuinely excited. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the whole time, like... God, I really feel bad for this guy. You do, but now I'm really excited. For now him. you're excited for so him. So like, you, I, like I have want total to follow buy-in him. Yeah. with with the Moxley character, right? And we liked him anyway. You know, we liked him as Dean Ambrose, but especially I think what hit me the most in his was him talking about him off for those nine months. 
and wanting to come back and how excited he was getting, getting back into watching old wrestling, like all these ideas he had and stuff like that, going to Vince and saying, this is how we need to come in. This is how I want to, you know, fly into Connecticut. This is what we should do. And he's like, okay, yeah, you'll come back at SummerSlam. Like, that's a great idea. And then getting the text was like, ah, we're going to bring you back on TV the week before. And you're just going to be in Seth's corner. And then he's like, okay, that's not at all what we discussed. That's not really a huge Yeah, pop, but, you know, but let, I'm, I'm a good employee. <laughs> right. I'll do what you Let's say. do it. And then he does, when he does it, and he said he's standing backstage waiting for that music to hit, the big pop. And then they're like, no, he knows that Seth was given a script. And in the script, it's like, you know, you may have the, whatever, the Scottish psychopath. But yeah, but I have. I have a lunatic. And then it's like, pop. And then music hits. And then more pop. Like, it's, and he's like, my... The big pop was just kind of mushed in with a bunch of other pops. Yeah. And you're like, this, I think it like literally at that moment, I think he was, that was one of the other times where he said he knew he was just done. What got me <laughs> is when he's talking about creative and he's like, you know, they gave me the script for the gas mask and telling people, you know, these people that they're diseased and all that. The and pooper like, scooper he was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The pooper scooper yeah. thing. And he's like, you know, when I started reading that and they wrote the note, on the side of the thing where it's like, this is who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's not who I am. No, that's no. not who I am at all. <laughs> it, I think that's where I was like, I had that epiphany moment with him. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's not who you are. No. So I'm, I'm like, I'm super excited to see where this Moxley character goes. I still Agreed. like that. He's kind of like the dirty French bad boy with the mm-hmm. knife and the beer bottle. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. It, fine. I don't care if he's the new knife weirdo, but mm-hmm. it's so, so it's be fine. It. It's fine. I'm okay with that. So, and I think you and I both said it like his little new symbol. Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. Kind of cool kinda enough like for a tattoo. The, yeah, the hourglass, but it's also Mox. It's like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty cool enough for a tattoo. I don't know. Anyway. What are you going to do if he takes off his shirt at New Japan and he's just got that giant symbol tattooed on his whole back? I'd be like, hey. What if, what if instead of a tattoo, he just carves it into his chest with the knife and then just breaks open a pen and puts ink in it? Like in the movie Fear. That'd be pretty badass. That would be pretty badass. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, The one thing we do need to discuss coming up with WWE is they have a takeover this weekend. Yes. Uh, Because there was a takeover always planned to go in relation to Battleground. Was that the one that was supposed to be this weekend? Backlash. Backlash. Something stupid. There was supposed to be some event this weekend that they ended up canceling because it's so close to Super Sandy Showdown. I think it's Backlash and they did it for Sunday in uh, Saudi. Yes, exactly. But they still had the takeover set planned leading towards it. So NXT was basically like, well, screw you. We're still going to do our takeover. We're still going to do it. Um, Which I like. So we have our pickums. We did our pickums last week. We didn't discuss the scores for the Money in the Bank pickums, which the main reason we need to discuss is because the winner. Of our Pick'em Challenge for Money in the Bank was our newest entrance to the Champions Pick'em Challenge. Beginner's luck. Beginner's <laughs> luck. Shy, you cheated. Shy the Pancake from Friday Night Movie Podcast came in and beat all of us. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that he destroyed you, but you had 26 points and he had 43 points. Okay. So, just saying. I can easily recover. And you know who got second? Colin, your son with 42 points. That's my son. That's your son. He beat you. Where did you fall? Uh, I have 31 points. Where's 2-bit? Let's see. So Jeff was the lowest. Jeff the ref with 20. Okay. Uh, You and 2-bit tied with 26 points. Yeah, we did. I had 31. Wrestling Life had 33. And then way ahead of all of us 
Colin the Maniac with 42, and Shy with 43. So going into this NXT TakeOver Pick'em, Shy's in the lead. Well, because we are the masters of our own craft. That's very true. We will find a way to flub up some points. Oh, we, we are really bad with we're numbers. Gonna, we're going to fluff up the pillows on this one we and really sure give ourselves are. a chance to make a lot of points. We really, really are. And the first way we're going to do that... NXT TakeOver. NXT TakeOver. So there's so, only five matches. Yes, but they're going to be good. They're all going to be good. Uh, first, the only non-belt related match, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. I'm going to go with Matt Riddle because he needs a win. I was actually thinking that exact same thing. I think they've been... they've. He's very big. He's very over. But he's been over in spite of the fact that he keeps losing sometimes. So I think this is one of the ones they're going to give him a win. Yeah, and I think this also will push the story with if Roderick Strong does not get the uh, North American belt, mm-hmm. then all of Undisputed can't be dripping in gold. <sighs> Very true. Very so true. So I think this builds like storyline there as well, mm-hmm. especially if they're keeping Adam Cole down. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, speaking of North American belt, we have Velveteen Dream versus returning... Uh, NXT superstar Tyler Breeze. So I am going to be, I am going to be predictive here, and I'm going to say Velveteen is coming at SummerSlam. Okay, so okay. he'll hold the belt till then. Gotcha, gotcha. I I could see that. I could see I that. I still Breeze I went for Velveteen is... Dream winning anyway, just because yeah. I think they're just bringing in Breeze to give him something good, a nice little pop for a little while. But they're well, not going to Breeze, have Breeze is win. so over in NXT, and I think this gives Breeze a little more. Exactly. Oh, let's make him relevant again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To maybe even have him come back to the main roster. Right. Uh, we have our ladder match for the tag team champions. We have uh, Street Profits, Street Profits, Forgotten Undisputed Son. Era, Forgotten Sons, and Lauren and Birch. So who's taking the bumps? Probably, I would say. Lord and Birch or Forgotten Sons. Like, they keep trying with Forgotten Sons, but I don't... In all honesty, while I think Undisputed might win, I'm actually going to pick Street Profits to win it because I think they've been pushing them. They've been trying for them. Street Profits were the ones to come out and basically stop the uh, Viking Raiders war experience from just giving up their belt. Speaking of them, where are they? (laughs) What? Are they out searching for new lands in AOP? I guess so, because... Going into the land of sanity? The land of sanity, yeah. Uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. You have them drop the belt at NXT. And I, and I know and we keep never... jumping around, but speaking of former NXTs, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually excited for Heavy Machinery to challenge Brian yes, and Rowan. Yes, exactly. I think that will be a good, entertaining match, <laughs> especially because... In the story of the match itself, if they do it right, Brian and Rowan are going to take it so seriously, and Heavy Machinery is not. Right, and I think that's be... going to be for that's going to be for you know entertainment. That's what it is. I mean, if you have Heavy Machinery come out and be like, "Hey, we're blue collar," mm-hmm, right? Um, you know, we're all about beer and hot dogs, and you guys are like these vegan these... Captain Planet. Exactly. Uh, you know, hey, we're fighting for the common man, mm-hmm. and if they do it right, I think it'd be a really good. They story. could definitely do that. They're just but sons of plumbers. Of... Speaking of really good stories, let's get back to NXT. Okay, so it's so much better than so WWE. Much better. So who do you pick to win the tag team champions? All right, um, I'm going to go with Undisputed Era because Undisputed? I think this is mm-hmm. the perfect time for them to all be dripping in gold. Yeah. I'm going to say that probably Lauren and Birch are going to be the bump sponges in there. I think we're going to get some, you know, really good moments from all four teams. Mm-hmm. However, I think you're going to see a dirty win. 
by Undisputed Era, and that's going to build heat between them and Street Profits and Forgotten Son. That, that could be a definite thing. That could be a definite thing. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. So uh, I think we may be on the same page in your idea of dripping in gold then as to the Johnny Gargano-Adam Cole match. Adam I think Cole, they're giving baby. it to Cole. Yeah, exactly. I, I think they've... And, and I think that's because Gargano has had the belt for, you know, in NXT terms a little while. You know, like he's had it and, and he... I think they find him more entertaining chasing the belt than yeah, having you don't the belt. Keep, you don't keep uh, a face a champ that long. Exactly. Exactly. It's better to see the face chase mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the last match, champion Shayna Baszler versus Io Shari. I think now would be the perfect time for Baszler to drop the belt and move up because mm-hmm. there is nothing for Becky Lynch except for Charlotte, mm-hmm. and you can't keep doing that or it's going to die. Same page, my friend. Exactly same page. So I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. Charlotte can feud with Lacey for a little bit. Yep. Baszler can come up and challenge Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it just makes the most sense. It gives Becky someone legitimate. It gives Shayna something more to do. And then they have a babyface you know, champion for... A month or two before they ever lose to somebody else. Like, that's fine. Um, but I, I think, I mean, Shayna is very, very good as a heel in NXT. And I think she's been there long enough that they can bring her up and give someone to Becky that, like, like you said, is an actual competition. Like, there's there's nothing else. Like, right. there's no one on Raw that I see her fighting. Nope. You know, I mean, so what? there's no reason to not have her up so she gets something. Who's the, who else is she going to go against? She's going to go against her now semi-partner, Nikki Cross? Amy? Non-wrestling Alexa Bliss? Amy? <laughs> Alicia Rose. Fox? Who are we going to bring out? Yeah, Sonny Mandy Rose. Rose. Like... Naomi? <laughs> Natalia? Lana? Uh, are they still on wrestling? I don't know. Did they get fired? I don't know. Where's Rusev and Nakamura? Are they going to AEW? So there's, there's an article that I read that I actually didn't send you, but I meant to. In the past two weeks... There are 56 wrestlers on WWE's roster that have not been on TV in the past two weeks. 56. And that's counting the 24-7 scramble. Oh. Like, there's still another 56 wrestlers on their roster. Not counting NXT. That you just haven't seen. (laughs) That you just haven't seen on TV. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, because if you look at who you have seen on TV, that means their total roster is maybe 70 people. And you're well, you have you've only used a third of them. So, and that's the problem that they have. It's like you can build so many other stories. Like what we liked about the Attitude Era is, yeah, we got a lot of the people we love, right? But you got all these little vignette stories and all these little side stories that mm-hmm. you know they wove into the bigger stories, right? That's fine. Like I almost appreciated when our truth comes running out in the middle of Shane McMahon's talk, yes, mm-hmm. and interrupts, mm-hmm. and then was like. Oh crap! Yeah, and yeah. then got the beat down because exactly. it kind of tied that little story into whatever bigger story they're working, and it it just worked. It just works. It it gave something a little different, something a, a little more, so than the same old, same old. Yeah, I I just I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, you mentioned it a few weeks back, and the more it, more I watch, the more I'm leaning towards we're gonna host a wrestling podcast. And based not on, watch wrestling <laughs> based on ESPN spots, right? Like I just, it, it's getting, it's getting to become work to watch Raw 
especially, and SmackDown. Well, it's bad because I have to physically tell myself, put my phone down and watch the show because yes. you got to talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. That's and, not good. No. Like, we I, started this because we liked to watch wrestling. I still do. There's still a part of me that's like, this is my time. Yeah. Yeah. My, my Monday and Tuesday nights, like, my kids leave me alone. My wife goes to another room. Mm-hmm. And I get my time watching wrestling. So I enjoy that part of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the product I'm watching. Yeah. yeah. So how soon until you are sitting there enjoying your time wrestling on the big TV and on your phone you're just watching Forged and Fire? Um, I'm not going to say <laughs> that I'm already there. I mean, it's look, I've just recently gotten into the show, Forged and Fire. It's a really good show. Not going to lie. It? It's the same it's, show. It's very same entertaining. Show all the time, but it's really it's good. It's very entertaining. Really and the different, the way they build the knives, the how they test them each time, the cutting the bullet. This, and this the... is not a show about Forged and Fire. This is a show about. <laughs> you know what we should do on our main show, Take Two, where you can get all your movie and entertainment news? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should maybe have a show just based on, like, for real shows. Like, yeah. Not story-based shows, but, like, Forged in Fire. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh Good Bones. Secrets of the Abandoned. Good Bones. I'm a big fan of that home improvement <laughs> show. Well, why? Why? Be honest. Why? It's, it's funny. Look. Why? Look. There's, why? There's... Be honest because that girl is hot. <laughs> Have there's... you found uh, Undiscovered Mansions or whatever? Yep. That girl yep. is hot. Also seen that one. My favorite part about Good Bones is her idiot brother who demolishes shit with just his friends. Yeah. And when he's like, the best part is when he's like, oh, I'm going to knock over this chimney and have it slide down the roof. And he knocks the chimney, just falls through the roof, just makes a hole in the giant house they just bought. Like, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay. Hide all the bricks before the contractor comes. Pretend it was always there. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, sorry. Yeah. I, <laughs> that was a real danger right there. We'll work on that uh, offline. Let's yeah. talk wrestling. Okay. Wrestling. Right. Wrestling. So, Part of our wrestling show is we like to have a little game. We do. We do. We love our games. And this one's going to be a little involved because you threw out a new challenge. I did. We've been working on our T3 league for a while. Warzone versus Takedown versus uh, Jeff the Ref's new, what is it, Scorched Earth? No, it's Ref. Right. But is Scorched Earth the name of his show? Yes, I think. Okay. I think that's what it is. But his new Ref League, his AEW come in. Yes. We are here, and we've made all these wrestlers, we've added wrestlers, we've added actors, we've added all these things to it. But you know what we need to flesh it out? What do we need to flesh it out, John? An intro song. We need an intro song, because that is what brings you into the show when you first watch it. Now, I was just going to be like half-assing it. I'm right. not going to lie. I was kind of like, I'll just get a really cool song and use that as my intro. Right. And then you said, hey, as I was driving home, John... I listened to this song, and I built a whole intro to yes. it, and um, I want to share that with you. I directed the the entire intro in my head. So, now that you have that, I'm mm-hmm. going to steal and go first, because okay, I had do. to play catch-up. Please do. Please do. I'm excited for this now. All right. Now that I know that you two are bringing it. I am going to talk over the song. Oh, that's what I plan on doing, too, so it's okay. All right. Now, do I intro the song first, or do I intro it at the end? Uh, you can do either one. Whatever you want. Whatever right. you feel more comfortable so, with. So, I went with an older song. This is from 2013. Okay. The band is out of Australia. Mm-hmm. And it's little It's little known to me. I don't know if they're hot or whatever. Right, Because right. I'm a 48-year-old man <laughs> who doesn't know shit about mm-hmm. culture. Anyway, the band's called Sick Puppies. I heard of them, yes. And this song was actually used at a Extreme Rules match Ooh. for WWE. I and like I think it. that's where I found it. I like it. But, um... It's called You're Going Down. Oh, okay. I like it. I like it. Think of that intro. Mm-hmm. 
Do you hear that? And I everybody's like, oh, Warzone, Warzone. <laughs> all right. So uh, right now we're just getting like vignette pops okay. of all the stars. Got it. And their moves <laughs> and there's anger and there's just power and strength right, and right. everything. Mm-hmm. I like it. Like 205's intro. Just yeah, flips. Just pow, 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 pow. Mm-hmm. You know, just explosions. I like explosions, explosions, explosions. Right. And then right here you get the rock coming up with this famous just smug look just like it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one of us is going down and that's just everybody getting pinned <laughs> monster shit right I like there it. I like it. yeah and then it keeps going but i'm gonna cut it off here because it's a three minute song and no, we don't want to keep going that's for three fine. minutes but you mm-hmm. get the feel right i get the feel you get I like it that. right i like it and you get to pump i mean and when you come in I will say that, and I know very few people watch it, but out of all of the wrestling shows with WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 is the most entertaining intro to me because it's pretty much that. Well, speaking it's of 205, music, did you it's see? Slipping. It's Did you see Mike Kanellis, his little tweet? No, uh uh-uh. uh. Because listen, if you want to watch a wrestling show that actually has wrestling, yeah, yeah. you should watch 205. <laughs> We're really good. And I was like, oh, what a pathetic plea, but so honest. It's so honest. It, it is. Oh. Uh, this is right goodness. after his wife announced that they only have three weeks left on their contract. <laughs> I uh, mean, <laughs> the thing is, is I will I will give it to Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis. They are one of the bigger things on 205 right now. But that's like... That's like being the biggest thing at a failing restaurant. Right, exactly. It's like, oh, that's the best thing on this menu of this restaurant that's closing in a year anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, that's what I feel he's doing. It's like being the best dish at Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, nobody whatever. Even, nobody even goes. We all know Ruby Tuesdays. Right. Nobody even goes there. No, and if you go, you're like, oh, I, I do kind of like those snapping green beans, but whatever. Like, you don't really <laughs> don't order know what them. that is. I just remember the salad bar. <laughs> They do. I remember you'd get the burger and then you get that big salad yeah, bar. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not enough restaurants with salad bars anymore. I feel that was a thing. That was but, a thing for a anyway, while. Anyway, speaking of things, let's get back to wrestling. <laughs> Sorry. So tell me so, about your league. So my league takedown. All right. The song that I'm using is Fatboy Slim's "Right Here, Right Now." Oh no. All right. So that is the song really? I'm using. That is the song I'm using. And I'm gonna ex- again. I'm gonna explain the intro as it's happening. Okay. All right. Do you have lots of explosions? And no. Blah, 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 no. Blah. No explosions. Mine. No ex- mine is just because maybe war an ex- zone. Maybe an explosion. Because we'll it's war zone. Got it. It had to have that that feel. That, that anger. feel. That anger. I understand. I okay. understand. So what is a smack it down? All right. Takedown has. Takedown has. So as this is starting, and you hear the music building up. You get shots of all of my superstars turning on vehicles, like close-ups of their cars, sports cars, pickup trucks, sport bikes. You were sitting in traffic, you know, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, motorcycles of all sorts. There's little three-wheeled Polarises. They're all starting the cars. They're all getting ready to go. They're all got somewhere important. Yeah. Right? The music starts building even more and more. All of a sudden, you see all of their close-ups of faces, various faces, angry, intense. All right, uh, like now, smell the fart face. Exactly, like, I've got to poop and get exactly. there quick. Now you see shots as the music builds up of them tearing through highways, going through country roads, city streets, on all these vehicles. Very important, building towards big stuff. They're like, oh no, they're moving fast. They all have somewhere to go. Very important. Now you see an empty four-lane road. All right, that's coming. All the cars start converging in here like a wave. Of vehicles is coming. Ooh. All just taking up the entire road, both directions. Just taking it up. All these different vehicles. You got two giant escalades in the middle. 
with my champion standing out, holding the belts. All right, as this is start playing, and it's just playing over, just giant takedown, explosions in the background, behind all the vehicles. Why, why you gotta, I got explosions. Takedown. That's what it is. That's what I'm going for. That's my show. <laughs> I like it. Like you went for a full. I went for reduced opening. Produced I went for opening. like. I went for like raw edge. Like just give me clips mm. so that everybody's like, yeah, I remember that, and that was so cool. No, I went for produced. Went, like we're went, all like, coming to the show. Here we go. Like the lucha. Yes. Lucha underground entrance. Like, exactly. When they start panning in on the warehouse, and you're like, ooh, something's yep, gonna happen. Exactly. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Build up. Build up to come to takedown tonight. Here we go. Get everybody excited. I like it. So that's that's. Takedown's intro. I like it. I like it a lot. I think I like yours better than mine. Yeah, it was kind of fun. So now we need to film both of these so we can put them up on our Twitter. Okay. Okay? Yeah. All right. Let's, we'll go, go, go practice spots now so we can film them for yours. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just have to find all my wrestlers and all their moves. Right. And, like, for Clay Matthews, it's just going to be, like, huge hits that he put on No, the that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hannah yeah. Kendrick singing in Pitch Perfect. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just Anna Kendrick. I think her and I may be getting back together. <laughs> Do you? Know. Do you? Don't tell Becky this. Don't tell well, Becky, Becky this. Becky understands that a man of my caliber. Right, right. Yeah. And, and she's, she's got her Sethy poo. That bastard. <laughs> Still think it's a work. <laughs> Do you? Do you? Speaking of uh, another, sorry, tangent before we end for the day, uh, I watched Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. Uh, finally, after after your suggestions last week, I started watching a bunch what of a the episodes. What a great little series. Great little series. Uh, one of my favorite episodes may have been Montreal Screwjob one. That is everybody's uh, favorite. I did enjoy that. I am that. a big fan of the Von Erich one. The Von Erich one was very good as well. But the thing is, and this is probably just my own stupidity, I never considered that the Montreal Screwjob was an entire work in of itself. Yeah. That they did that on purpose, that everybody was in on it. Like, that conspiracy never even occurred to me, and I, I guess it's something I never even read up on. Or And I was like, oh... I guess it could have been. It could have been. And when word. you see Scott Hall talking about it, like, look at him. Look at that. Look at that smile. Like, they pan in on him face. They pan in on him spitting on Vince, like, as if that was preplanned. And you're like, that does kind of make sense. Like, it, if you didn't know it was going to happen, how did you catch it so well? Right. And if you see him motioning WCW in the air, why do you not pan the camera away as he's saying the promotion he's going to and it's not a work? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Very interesting. It, it'll be one of those things we'll never find out until we find out. I know. I know. But I love Crazy. thinking about it. I do. I do. I love thinking about it. The fabulous Moolah one was good, too. It was good. I don't know. Like, they painted Moolah in both ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. I agree. So. I agree. Um, and the best part, as you mentioned, of the Randy Savage one was everybody doing Randy Savage impersonations. Yes. While they talked about stories with him. Yeah. Everybody had to do the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jake, so, Jake the Snake did Randy Savage better than Randy Savage does Randy Savage. That line, <laughs> wrestling's real, people are fake. Yeah. That line right there is gold. Yes. That is historic. That is going, it's already on t-shirts. Mm-hmm. It's going to be everywhere. Like, you can go to Viceland and order that. That t-shirt. that end of the line of, if you mix a genius, P.T. Barnum and Donald Trump, you have Vince McMahon. Exactly. Like, that happened and both me and my wife were like, wow, that is so spot dead on. on. Just spot on. <laughs> Just spot on. Um, so, speaking of spot on. Speaking of spot on, moment of this week, my friend. Uh, we had some discussion as to what we wanted to do and I think your idea of moment of this okay. week just makes the so, most sense. You had brought up the Moxley intro. Right. The, this is a paradigm shift. Yeah. One. You had brought that up, and I think that's excellent because it, it talks about that side. But 
everybody's all in on All Elite right now. Right, right. So they, they've seen it, they've heard it or whatever. But I think people may have missed how WWE struggled mm-hmm. and tried to get heat on themselves to where they even had one of their superstars bring it up. Yes, yes. So for here, we have Sami Zayn in the electric chair. I want, I'm not that interested right now. I'd much rather hold all of you accountable for your crap. Quite frankly, you could ask me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. <sighs> hey, Sammy, hey, so listen, I know you mentioned that the Universal Champion, you mentioned Seth Rollins, who we've seen earlier tonight had sort of a bad night. So dumb. <laughs> the electric chair. So dumb. It's almost like they had a prop left over and they're like, how can we get rid of this? Right, right. But left over from what? Or, Or it's like... Shane McMahon's sons built it for a science project. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, Dad, can you put it on the show? Like, and no he's problem, like, boys. For you kids, I will. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, will we ever see the electric chair again? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Honestly, yes. <laughs> Not only will we see it again, I bet you it shows up uh, next week. You think? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, they have Sami Zayn come out and force a mention of AEW. Mm-hmm. You and I talked about it. Did Sami go off script? Oh, no. If he didn't, why would they keep it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They they still, they tape on a delay. Like, they could have done something to it. Like, yeah, they tape on a delay to keep the profanity out from us stupid fans. Right. They could have done something like, why didn't you ask me about another, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Or exactly. something. I just... I think they are trying to get that cheap heat of, oh, you guys think AEW is so great, but look, we're recognizing them too. Exactly. We're going to recognize that flea before we swat them off. So, yeah. I don't know. And then there's a new conspiracy thing about like deep, dark conspiracies that Vince has his hand in the AEW and he's using this to build up both companies. <sighs> it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I don't think so. But it wouldn't surprise me. That would be way too smart. That'd be way, for, way that's too much. conspiracy level shit. And yeah. I don't, like, it's hard for me to believe in conspiracy theories for a simple fact that two people cannot keep a secret. Exactly. Exactly. And if anybody is involved in him having a deal, it's got to be Jericho, Cody, Young Bucks. Like, those people have to know that he's involved in it. And I think one of his big, one of their big pushes to these people, <laughs> like uh, Moxley like Bret Hart, even probably Diamond Dallas Page and all that, is Vince has nothing to do with this. Like, yeah, this is away from WWE. And if it comes out that he does and they sort of lied to them, I could see that blowing up in all their faces. So, so I, I would hope not. I don't think that this is a work and he's got his hand in both. Yeah. Um, I think this is a genuine group of wrestlers that have come together and said, hey, listen, we can put together a really good product. I don't know if we're going to compete on WWE level yet mm-hmm. but we know we've got something really good and we know the public wants to see it exactly i think the biggest problem you're going to have is wrestling in and of itself is a business that tends to lose money yes mm-hmm. until it makes money yeah yeah and what wwf had for it in the beginning was it took all these little venues mm-hmm. and made one big one so that all the money was going to one place. Exactly. Exactly. AEW is still kind of little venued out where they're having the connections with Ring of Honor and New Japan and all that. And they're bringing in these indie contractors and all this. So I don't think that they are on a level where they can jump up and compete. But yeah, definitely the TNT deal. Um, the backing of the Khan family. Yep. I mean, this is all really great stuff. All really great stuff. Plus... 
one of the benefits that AEW has now, and they they realized this, that WWF didn't have in starting, is social media. The ability to stream, the ability to go worldwide, yeah, but the ability to do that, which hopefully, if they do it correctly, they can build, they can make money. Speaking of doing it correctly, though, the problem they had is, when did they announce how to watch this show? It was two days before the show. Exactly. And exactly. then they were like, hey, if you want a pay-per-view, it's 50 bucks, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a lot of money for your... Hey, I'm gonna watch this new fledgling thing, especially if you're just a straight WWE fan. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so you're gonna get into all that, and I think the other problem AEW is going to find is when they go to TNT, mm-hmm. you go from being an R-rated show to a PG-13 at best show. Exactly. And I think they can pull it off. However, it's going to be like I think you're gonna to have to be PG-13 until your pay-per-views or your specials, and mm-hmm. then you can go back to R. Mm-hmm. You can't have. Busting open Dustin. You can't no, have, no. you know, flipping everybody off and, and just being that, you know, gritty in your face kind of thing. You can't have SoCal, you know, rubbing their asses on people. So, exactly. I mean, it's just, exactly. you know, you're going to take away a lot of what makes AEW like, this is it. This is like the, the garage mm-hmm. style wrestling that we want. But if they keep that, like you said, and still do it in their pay-per-view, hopefully... People will stay around at that. Lucha and Underground has done a really good job exactly. of keeping it dirty and gritty, but at a level at of a about TV a PG, level, yeah, yeah PG thirteen. And and I think and this is far off, so hopefully they have time to work this. They have to come up with a way for people who don't have cable to still watch their weekly show. You know, like WWE has deals with Hulu, and you know they can stream it on USA Network. Like I don't know, I've never looked, so I can't say this. I don't know if TNT has like an app that somebody can put on their yeah, phone. Yeah, TNT. Yeah. Okay, so they can still watch it because that's what you need. Is you need yeah. the ability for people. To, I don't think they can go to WWE Network level yet, but yeah, you know, I mean, you know, New yeah, Japan. You New Japan has a streaming YouTube. network, like. New Japan has a streaming network, and it's under $10 a month. Exactly. So that's what you need to do with that's AEW. That's what they need to do with AEW. You, I would pay, just like I do now for WWE Network, where the main thing I watch on WWE Network is the monthly pay-per-views. I mean, I watch some of the other stuff. I watch NXT and 205, but I'd pay $10 a month for AEW to not have to pay $50 a pay-per-view. If they're doing one every other month, I'd pay that. Right. You Even know, if like, they did four a year, I would pay it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. 120 bucks for four events. For four events, I'm not I'm, fine. I'm not paying the 200 I would if I bought all four events yeah, individually. And then I get all the the weekly shows and I get to start watching them build a library. Yep, exactly. I'm fine with I'm all fine, that. I'm fine completely. And then fine you with take that. the all elite stuff that you have on uh being all elite that you have on YouTube, you yep. keep it up there, mm-hmm. but you can dump that on there too. And, and somebody can, can get, just watch it all in a row. Yeah. And you can get more extended clips and, you know. And the, do we need to go work for AEW? I don't know if they'll have us. That's true. We're a little old. We are. God, we're so, so. old. Anyway. Well, speaking of productions <laughs> that we would love to work for. Yes. What mm-hmm. do you got for Right Coast Pro? Uh, right Coast Pro, they're coming up with their, they had their Hall of Fame event uh, last week. This week they're coming up. They're doing a quest for the gold where they're moving towards somebody actually getting Colton Quest's, you know, belt that he had, the actual Right Coast Pro Heavyweight Championship. They're going to have a, vi- a fight for it finally, um, doing a sort of how, tournament situation. How proud, like, I hate to put it this way, but mm-hmm. the only word I can think of is, like, I am so proud and so, like, honored mm-hmm. that Right Coast Pro has given time. Yes. For mm-hmm. 
the fellow wrestlers and the fans to process and move through losing Quest mm-hmm. and leaving the belt on him for this amount of time that now, now it just feels right. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's a good time for them to say, you know what, now we can move on and have maybe another champ. Exactly. They didn't jump right into their next event having somebody take it. They didn't jump right into the next they just they they dealt with it. They allowed they almost allowed everybody to mourn about it. That's as and that's fans. what I love about Red yeah. Coast Pro is that they genuinely took in the consideration of their fan base and their fellow wrestlers. Like they cared about the product. Exactly. And the people that watch it. Mm-hmm. So good on you, Right Coast Pro. It's I good appreciate on you doing right that. Coast and Pro. I think now I am like, like I am genuinely vested and excited for this tournament. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's it's going to be good and it's going to almost do him proud. Like it's going to be like this, right. this is worth it. It's not just it's an honor. It's not just handing over the belt to somebody else in a random two person match. It's, it's not a move on. It's mm. an honor to him. Exactly. And it, Gives it validity. Yep, I completely agree. Um, the only other thing coming up this weekend, we finally have the Jimmy's Seafood Slamboree with Maryland Championship Wrestling. How bad do you want one of those wrestlers to get smashed into a crab cake? Oh, so much. And then I want to eat it because their crab God, cakes I are so good. Crab cakes. <laughs> so good. We have to go to Jimmy's. We really do. We really do. Okay, enough of uh, us. Anyway, anyway. Enough of us. Uh, so that's happening. Maryland Championship Wrestling, June 1st, this weekend. Uh, go check it out as well. I think in Joppa, Maryland, I think is where it is. Joppa, Joppa Maryland. Um, go check it out. Uh, and that is episode 78, my friend. That is all. That is all it for was your Take Two Takedown Boys. Week show for WWE. Mm-hmm. AEW came out gangbusters. Gangbusters strong. And you and I, my friend, you and I, my friend, are just here for the ride. We're just here for the ride. We're going to enjoy the NXT TakeOver this weekend. We're going to talk about what the crap is going on with the Sandy Showdown next episode. Uh, so be on the lookout for that to drop in your feed because yep. it's going to be at least 45 minutes of us just bitching about what about is going to happen. Sheik's greatest SmackDown. Oh, my God. It's going to be so bad. Yeah. So bad. But you know what's not bad? T3. Take Two Takedown. Thank you again for joining us. Follow us on the Twitter at Take Two Takedown. Email our mailbag, tripletbag at gmail.com. And don't forget to call us at 434-602-1931. Thank you again, Sean, for your voicemail. We appreciate it. And we got to rub it in all the other Take Two space. Yeah, we got the voice. Suck it! They didn't miss it. So suck it! Peace! W-T-T-P. 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 W-T-